Hey, hey, everybody, episode number 110. I'm going to have to work on how to say numbers <laughs> now that we're into the, these triple dis digits. Dizz, digits. Gosh dang. But I hope everybody's got cool plans going on for the uh, the weekend. I think I think technically this weekend means it's the first and second um and the 4th of July is closer to this weekend. I think everybody's doing most of their stuff this weekend. But, uh, man, if you can afford to do it, like, live it up this weekend and next weekend. I mean, you only live once, you know? So, but this weekend is extremely busy in Shane's world. So, <laughs> I've got, I've got a big family get together to do tomorrow for a little bit. That's, uh. I'm going to take my kids out uh, to the ranch. I think I actually did an episode at this time last year when when uh, we had a family get together out at, out at my aunt's place out on the ranch for the uh, 4th of July weekend. And uh, we're going to do that again tomorrow. We're going to do that for a little while. And then we actually got to go to a good friend of mine's uh, uh, wedding. So it's, it's going to be a busy busy day i'm gonna get to see some family i'm gonna get to see a bunch of old friends and uh it's gonna be a fun day but it's gonna be exhausting and after after the way i felt today i'm honestly not real sure how i'm gonna handle tomorrow i hope i feel better tomorrow than i did today the last couple days have been really busy the last few days actually so i I have had a lot going on trying to get set up to take care of some stuff for for uh, for a little bit of work before I do my next procedure. Um, that next one is gonna be that next one's gonna be rough because uh, right now I'm still really depending on this left leg as as the strong leg, and I I just kind of have a feeling that when I get it done, like I'm gonna lose some of the some of the strength that as far as my stability goes because I'm still working on this right one and I've got some adjustments and stuff to make I'm scheduled to go in I've my AFO the new AFO on the right side uh, it's starting to be too big I think I was still pretty swollen maybe when uh, we put that one together and we, and we were kind of expecting that and as that tissue loosens up and stuff you know everything is going to shrink back down to its normal size that it should have been so so the adjustments are definitely definitely something that's going to be needed i'm actually surprised i haven't had to do more but brody's such a genius with this stuff he's awesome with the with the prosthetics and orthotics all, all of his work it doesn't matter what it is i just i have noticed and the feedback i've gotten from other people is the guy the guy's a genius so I've been working on his trophy a little bit. So hopefully when I go up for this appointment, I'm going to present him with this trophy that I'm making. So I'm actually using one of my old AFOs, one of these complex AFOs, these crazy things that have been all over this country. Took me all over the country. I, uh, I'm going to use one of those. And, uh, well, the one that I'm not using anymore. And my foot will never fit back in that AFO so I'm never gonna need it but I'm making him a trophy I'm gonna make him a trophy and I'm gonna give it to him All right, so I'm gonna actually plant that uh, AFO on a plaque 
and take it in and present it to him. It'll be like a trophy. So, so I think that'll be pretty cool. But, but no, I gotta get some some adjustments made and stuff. And and uh, I gotta I got some good stair exercise. So I I I spent um, quite a few hours in a recording studio uh, the last few days playing some guitar, messing around with some ideas and. And whatnot. I'm really excited to see where that goes. It's going to take a lot of work. We're kind of experimenting with some different, different things, and and some of the the stuff with this recording program at this studio is is so advanced now. There's so much you can do on on recording software anymore. Like it, it, it it's crazy. It's just crazy the things that you can do. So I went up and we're 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 playing around with that a little bit and I'm really excited because I have got some awesome ideas. I honestly, some of the ideas that I have flowing through me right now and some of the stuff that I've, some of the stuff that I've been putting out, just messing around right now, um, has me really intrigued. Like I go back and I listen to it and I'm like, man, I like that better than the stuff that I was writing before. So so I'm really excited to see where we go with this uh, home studios in Newcastle. It's it's actually a, a pretty sweet little setup. I actually really like it. the quality. It just kind of blew my mind. Um, but a good friend of mine, Lance, is uh, got that put together. And uh, the guy carries such a deep passion for that kind of stuff. It's awesome. And that that's what you want. If you're ever going to get into a studio and do anything... Um, like that it, it, it's always good to have somebody in there that's running all of your sound your recording and everything it's good to have somebody that carries a lot of passion like that because sometimes and i find myself doing this all the time sometimes you'll kind of you'll kind of find yourself somewhat stumped or you'll have ideas and stuff you'll be tossing around like man i want to do this but it's cool to have somebody like this because they have an ear for this as a musician he's got a hell of an ear and it's awesome because he he comes up with all the ideas too you know so it's like you can sit there and the more ideas you can put together the more creative you can get with this stuff and yeah i'm really excited to see where it goes i'm definitely excited to see where that goes but but yeah no so the studio though is up a flight of stairs that's my only complaint <laughs> my only complaint i love going up there i honestly i fell in love with the equipment and everything up there and uh but you'll definitely get your exercise going up there i told him that he needs to tell the manager of that building that they need to put an elevator in just for me but at the same time though here i am sitting there complaining about how i've put on a little weight and i need to go back to losing some weight again and uh, getting down to where i where i'm the most comfortable so realistically i mean being on the stairs is probably the best thing for me but but one thing i've noticed though is every muscle in my legs both legs is on fire today like they are so painful and uh man it just it hurts it hurts like I have not been getting around very good today i feel like i've gotten hit by a truck of some kind so hopefully it's it's just that like fingers crossed like obviously i'm sitting here preaching about signs and symptoms of stuff like yambre syndrome and i'm 
talking about this weakness I got going on in my legs. So knock on wood, and I promise everybody I will be paying attention to that. I watch for the signs and the little clues. So so uh, we won't be going down that road again. I mean, if we do, we're going to catch it a hell of a lot faster than we did the first time. So, But no, I, I was sore all day today, and, and yesterday was kind of an interesting day. Um, I was headed in, I was, I was planning on going in, I was going to go to the studio, I was packing up guitars and stuff and getting ready to go in there. And, uh, I had a couple hours before I actually had to go in. And one of my twins, Damien, he's at his mom's house and they called me and pretty hysterical. They're like, yeah, can you come in a little earlier and take Damien to the hospital? I'm like, oh man. So like, I've been telling you guys on the show like I've been talking about how he's been exercising with these stilts and all this stuff and how I've been kind of worried about it but very thankful that he's got medical coverage (laughs) so because I was scared that something was going to happen and it was like that so as soon as she said I need you to take Damien to the emergency room I'm like oh man he fell on those on those stilts smacked his head and I have got to get him in there and he's never going to be the same again like I my head went right to the worst place come to find out he just sliced his finger open pretty bad trying to get the uh the seed out of an avocado and uh I was like man of all the cool things that could have happened the story that you could have had behind this cutting the seed out of an avocado it's not very cool, man. But no, I race in there and I get him into the hospital. And it was it was like this gnarly cut that he had on his finger. And it was like right in the fatty part of his finger on the bottom side. And like there was chunks of fat sticking out of it and stuff. And it was just gross. <laughs> but but uh, no, we get in there and, and oh, man, he was they, they had to wash it out with this stuff. And they kind of get kind of aggressive with that. They wash it out with this stuff and they've got it got it washed out and it opens the bleeding back up. So by this time it was starting to clot up and slow down a little bit. As soon as they washed it up, that thing was bleeding like a stuck pig all over the dang place. And uh, and then they had to go into the cut with a needle and and use that to numb it up and stuff. And uh, that doctor I, right there though on that on the on the numbing it up so they could put some stitches and stuff in it. I I have seen this a hundred times and a lot of doctors will get on both sides of the cut and inject the stuff to numb numb the meat up a little bit so they can do the stitches. This guy and I've always wondered why they don't do this and this guy does this. He just sticks the needle in the cut and jacks it up with some of this numbing stuff and it's and he's like yeah i don't do the injection site like i don't add wounds to this situation i just there's a nice open space to put this stuff so we're just gonna put it in there and make it numb i'm like dude you're a genius like i've thought of that forever and like why why would they not do that and this guy walks in there and does it pretty awesome though i i was <laughs> i was really impressed damien on the other hand not so impressed <laughs> he was he was, oh, I thought he was going to pass out. So I had to get up and I had to stand beside the hospital bed the whole time he was getting this stuff done. And today I still have sore spots on my wrist 
excuse me, where he was gripping my arm so hard that my arm was literally changing colors. <laughs> he was, I felt sorry for the guy, but uh, but no, he uh, he realistically handled it like a champ, and and the things they were doing, and they had to cut some of that fat out and stuff because it just wouldn't close up right. And uh, so I mean, they kind of tortured him a little bit, and he did really good, but. But uh, we got him sewed up and got him out of there. Poor guy. But, I, man, I could have sworn, though, like, as soon as she said, go to the ER, my first thought was, no more stilts, man. You're done. And it wasn't that. Now it's just no more avocados, dude. So that was kind of how yesterday played out. And then today I, I got up and I was so wore out. So wore out. That I just, I, I don't know. I feel I feel horrible, and you're gonna hear it through this through this podcast because I'm so whooped. Like I didn't even actually want to sit down and do this. I just wanted to go to bed, but I have an opportunity to do it, and and it's like I gotta keep my people going on this, and that's and you guys mean a lot to me. Everybody that listens to this just really means a lot to me, and and uh if you hear me yawning a little bit through this episode i apologize and i'm gonna apologize right now because the chances of some yawn action in this episode are very high just to just to throw that out there they're very high chances i could yawn in this episode (laughs) so but no i wanted to get something out there and i wanted to pick this up but yeah i hopefully hopefully i'm feeling better tomorrow i'm i'm really hoping so i my feet hurt my legs hurt i'm a, I'm a little nauseous today just because and i know it's because i'm drained i haven't been eating right the last few days um i've had so much on my mind i've got so much i want to do and i set up i set up some social media stuff for shane inspires so if you guys want you can uh, check out shane inspires on uh facebook and uh, get on there and, and uh, add add into it and uh, and um, they uh, um, get on there and add add me into it and and uh, or add yourself into it. Sorry, God, I'm all backwards now. It must be a dys- dyslexic thing. I don't I don't know. But anyways, yeah, get in there check out the facebook it's under shane inspires something else you can get on there too i set another social media for the gbs cidp global support organization so if you get on there and just gbs cidp global support you will find it on facebook get in there check it out i am going to start doing some of the fundraisers um for that stuff uh, I gotta get that stuff going. I got. I have to get that stuff going. And here's the reason I have to get that stuff going. So I was talking the other day in the in the episode when I went down and I met my new friend Robin down in uh, Casper. And uh, I went down there and I caught Robin and and stuff. And talking to her is where I was. I was a little irritated with the medical. Uh, catch with it like the the way they caught what she was going through it was one of those things where I was just like 
man, I've heard this story so many times. And as as pertaining to how I haven't heard her story so many times, I have heard the story so many times of how the doctors respond and how they act towards catching Guillain-Barre syndrome. And it, it's it's uh, it's sad. But here's where it's really sad. So that was that was last week. Okay, last week went down there. I met Robin, talked to her, and I heard how her doctor acted with it. And and uh, this morning when I got up, I had somebody that had gotten onto the website and sent me some questions because it's interactive. You can send me questions on that website, the GBSCIDP Global support.com so I uh, I'm looking at this message and the the lady the family member that I'm not talking to the actual lady that's got Guillaume I'm talking to one of her family members is in fact it's her sister and she's like telling me this little story about about her sister and she's in the hospital right now with Guillaume syndrome and it's the same thing Okay, the, the the medical providers totally like waited to the last minute to use the let's check for Guillain-Barre syndrome line. Okay, like, like we 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 got to change that. Like this is really starting to annoy me because this Guillain-Barre is such a time-sensitive situation. We have proven over and over and over for years and years and years that the faster you can make a diagnosis and call it Guillain-Barre, the faster you can get that treatment started to uh, at least counteract it and get it slowed down or stopped, preferably, the better, okay? These medical providers have got to quit using this as the last resort test. Okay, that's one thing that's just driving me absolutely crazy. And that's what was going on with uh, with this gal. They, uh, they, she went in there. She went in there like three times over the course of a week and a half. They're saying, man, I'm, I'm getting weak. She was pointing out all the symptoms and everything. Never got tested for Guillain-Barre syndrome. Okay. She had to take an ambulance to the hospital, which would have been the day after her third visit to her doctor. And they tested for everything. They tested everything but Guillain-Barre syndrome. They tested for all kinds of stuff. They they were looking for if she was maybe sick with like a bug or something. I mean, they they went through so many different things. It's like, okay, anytime you have an ascending onset of paralysis, okay? Your patient comes in, they're talking about how they're losing the function in their legs and their hands. Let's get realistic about what we're looking for. And let's let's be a little more aggressive about taking that step towards let's rule this out. Okay, there's a lot of things that it could be or that could cause that. Um, Guillain-Barre syndrome, 
definitely could be a cause. And uh, but we gotta we gotta we gotta think on a logical plane with this. Okay, this is one of those situations where we're gonna test the way they're doing it is like we're gonna test for this, this, and this, and this. And these are all things that, like, if we don't catch these diagnoses, you know, until later, like, these things, they're not gonna, you might just be sick a little longer that we figured out, you know, that whatever, but you're not gonna end up paralyzed and in the hospital and your respiratory system shut down, you end up dead. Like, they need to be more aggressive about how they, they... They uh, look at that, and I think a lot of the problem, and I think we, and me and and this gal's sister were talking about this. I think one of the big problems is there is so much automated control in the medical field now, and I've noticed this. I've I've noticed this in a lot of places that I went to, and and I've seen it a lot over the fall and uh, in the winter months when I had my son in and out of the hospital so much and my daughter because of their conditions that they've been dealing with. The doctors come in there and they're dragging their computer in there with them and they're just typing the symptoms in and then this, the computer system, the system pops out its best guess for a diagnosis. Okay, the doc doctor is not a lot of these doctors, not all of them, there's still some good old doctors out there that still use their heads, but a lot of these doctors I'm noticing aren't doing any thinking on their own. They're listening, they're taking notes, and then the system is generating a possibility. Okay, well, here's a problem with that. This is my problem. You cannot effectively jump into the thought that, hey, this could be Guillain-Barre syndrome when it's so rare <laughs> and it's rarely ever ever brought up like I, they they always look at it last and, and that's what's driving me nuts but it's like that computer generates 30 scenarios that it could be before they actually and then it's always the doctor later like, huh, I wonder if it ain't Guillain-Barre syndrome. Okay, quit letting that computer do your thinking for you. You do your thinking. If somebody comes in with these types of symptoms and stuff, like let's get realistic about how, how the uh, conclusion of possibilities gets drawn. So, I mean, they got to they gotta start exercising that a little bit because this gal here had her doctor the first day she went in there, which would have been a week and a half earlier. I really honestly feel had her doctor looked at the symptoms that she had then, and those symptoms were complete weakness. And like this gal could barely walk. She was stumbling herself into that or that guy's office a week and a half before complaining both of my legs have gone to jello she had to have her sister and her brother-in-law helped her into that building and then she her dexterity and stuff the function in her hands was really goofy 
she had some stuff going on with that too and she couldn't hang on to stuff she couldn't hang on to the pin to sign her name on the paperwork her sister had to do the paperwork for her so like if i was a doctor and i knew just a little bit about guillaume syndrome that would have been one of the first things i looked at because i would know hey if that's what this is we need to get this stopped we didn't do that okay we didn't do that and this girl has no idea what the heck Guillain-Barre syndrome is has no idea never heard of it her sister never heard of it her brother-in-law never heard of it okay so they're obviously not gonna be like okay doc what about Guillain-Barre syndrome when they've never heard of it okay this is a problem because I'm gonna tell you something I really truly 100% with every bit of my heart I feel like had we tested for that first or at least in that first day that would have put her a week and a half ahead of schedule now that week and a half if you look at the rate and the and the common rates kind of kind of the average rates of the type of onset she was having and the the speed that that the Guillain-Barre took as far as how fast it was damaging those nerves she wouldn't be on a ventilator right now I would almost guarantee she would not be on a ventilator right now and this and this is the deal when you get to the point of being on a ventilator when you get to that point that's that's the game changer that's the game changer if you can stay away from that ventilator it makes a world of difference all of the patients that I have seen that didn't make it to the level of needing intubated those patients have done an awesome job bouncing back and my new friend Robin she did not need a ventilator Okay, so I have a hundred percent faith she's gonna bounce back really good because the pattern goes if you can stay away from the innovation and, and keep your lungs working in their own power you're already a huge huge step ahead just having that and keeping that functional usage of your lungs like it, it there's that ventilator is so hard on the body and once your body stops breathing on its own it's it's a downhill thing like it's literally like falling over the bank and it takes so much to come back from that so i really i really want to to push the awareness side of it and as I was talking in the last episode about the, the, the possibility, the strong possibility of the Epstein-Barr virus being a huge contributor because it's this common villain in a lot of these cases. I really want to push some more of the research on that too. I really want to get real vocal and, uh, and get involved with some of that stuff. And I really want to do that. So... I want to help build the awareness and obviously the support side of it is always there. I'm always 
ready to support anybody that's dealing with this stuff. I want to get involved with the research on it. And I definitely want to get really, really active with the awareness side of it. Because the young lady's sister that I spoke with, I know her sister would not be near as bad as she is right now. Had the doctors said, hey, just for safety measures, let's check for Gambre a week and a half before she took an ambulance because she quit breathing. <laughs> so not, not a good deal, you know, like, so I really want to push that. Get on my social media, check it out. Shane Inspires and uh, the GBS CIDP Global Support Organization. Get on Facebook, uh, check those out follow it and stuff share the heck out of the podcast if you can i definitely appreciate that but i wanted to get on and just kind of do a current events informative thing here and uh i hope everybody has a great weekend i hope it's i hope it's a relaxing weekend i'm gonna have a busy weekend <laughs> but it's gonna be all all uh, all a good time i'm sure i'm gonna see a lot of people that i haven't seen in a long time and some family and and stuff and always like spending time with my kids and whatnot that's always like a huge bonus in my life so so hopefully that's what what's up you know and and we're supposed to have good weather that's always a bonus so so get out there go to the lake check out some stuff go light some fireworks have a good time you only live once so get out there and live it but i appreciate each and every one of you that listens to this i appreciate everybody that shares it and uh We will be back, and I will talk to y'all again in episode 111. Can't believe we're that far into this. It's awesome. But uh, we'll be back in 111. I'll talk to you some more, and we'll get back on the road in uh, in the story. So God bless you guys, and good night.